Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's the KSL Movie Show. That gave the audience feelings they weren't sure they should enjoy. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review. Movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Doug Wright. In the future, if you could not interrupt me, that would be way better. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, despite the popular demand. It is the movie show here at KSL News Radio. And for those who question the legitimacy of this prestigious radio program, think of where we are today. We are ensconced inside of the Utah State Capitol building. Ensconced. And, and even though the basement is pretty cool here, we are not in the basement. Where we should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is a dungeon below that, Steve, oh. where we probably ought to be. Oh. But we are on a prestigious floor here. I mean, on the other end, we are in on the east end. Back in the old days, this used to be the attorney general's office mm. before they moved a lot of the offices nice room. You know, to the north. But way on the other side, that's where the governor hangs out. Ooh, yeah. We are on the same level of the Utah State Gold Room. Where, again, I always use this opportunity. The gold from the Utah State Capitol Gold Room came from the Mammoth Mine and the Tindic Mining District. So there you go. Right over the hill from my house. Well, I don't care. I got a million dollars. I know. I have a million dollars, too. But why in the world would the, the great state of Utah, with their prestige and great, great you know, sense of decorum, actually allow the movie show to come into the Capitol in this prestigious setting? I don't think they knew. It's because they want you to have your money back. Oh, yes. Marlo Oaks is here with us, the treasurer of the great state of Utah. Marlo, we've been having so much fun here already. You know, I've, I've always said that what we ought to do is the traditional broadcast and then the movie show unplugged. <laughs> and then we have a complete recording of what we say off the air. We just had a great... With a few excerpts. With, 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 there might be a few little things that we might uh, excise from that, but it is so much fun to be up here. This is great. Well, it's great to have you. It's it's a wonderful building, um, an amazing location, and just so much history, right? You know, last year after the broadcast here, uh, you know, our, our great treasurer took me through the offices over there. I tried to close the vault behind him. Yeah, that's right. You know, the, the safe and some of the interesting things that, uh, you know, are in there. It is just amazing. But we're going to talk more because the whole goal today is to get money back into the pockets of Utahns and, and others. Yes. Who might have left the state by now. You know, because they were forced to, of course. <laughs> Why not? You know, exactly. Like we're Steve. We're Steve's on the docket, so, you know, we, we know how that goes. Well, how long did it take? Yeah. <laughs> but you can still get your money, and we'll, we'll walk you through the whole process. But because this prestigious segment is sponsored, I, I called Scott Call yesterday. Yeah. Because we've been spending a lot of time over at uh, my mother's home. And there's a little wine that, you know, just comes in when the furnace has been running for a while. Oh, and not so, a bottle. It's no, more no, of a... Think of where we are here, Stephen. Well, I think 
Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you, I think look at him squirm. He's just squirming. What can I say? But anyway, I, so I called Scott, and I said, and they're going to be there Monday. Great. Oh. You know. Yeah. Great Believe people. me. Yeah. They, you, they, they wear capes when they come to they my do. house. I they do. They are superheroes. So this segment, the movie show preview, is sponsored by Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The Movie Show Special Feature. Okay, the big movie review of the week will be Dungeons and Dragons. We might have to drag in our friend uh, Don Brinkerhoff to give his enlightened viewpoint of that. Drag him out of the nerdery. Yeah, drag him out of the nerdery and, you know, say, hey, come on. We want to find out what's going on. Although, I will tell you, and we'll review this in a a few minutes. But, you know, at at the beginning, the intro that we saw from all the stars that were there. Mm. And they say, you know, if if you never played Dungeons and Dragons, you're still going to get this movie. And he was right. It absolutely works. Absolutely. Okay, Murder Mystery 2. We'll be talking about that. Well, that kind of works. Adam Sandler and, of course, you know, Jennifer. friends will be there. Uh, Tetris, 1001. By the way, that Tetris is yes. one awesome little movie. Really? It's about getting the rights to the game. It has nothing to do with the game. It's all about the Russians and this idiot named Hank who was trying to get the rights, and yeah. it is Cold War cool. Cold War gaming? It is unbelievably wow. interesting. I was okay. shocked how much I like this movie. Rye Lane. We're going to talk about oh, Ennis that's a sweet Lane, movie. Lane yeah. and his only son. You weren't able to see that, but I, we'll. I, I couldn't. Do we'll it. at least make people aware of it. Sure. And the big door prize streaming. There are some other things out there that are streaming as well. And let's see what else uh, we've got. Our movie news. Uh, we are going to have a special guest. Donnie Gilbert will be joining us, conductor of the West Valley Symphony. And the reason we are chatting with Donnie is because they are going to show the old silent version, Lon Chaney Sr. in Phantom of the Opera. And they have created a score for it and everything. This will be at the Cultural Center out there. Really? And, uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm, I'm really anxious to talk with Donnie. About that. And let's see, streaming news. Uh, we're also going to be talking with Eric Dowdle, just renowned artist. Boy, that got the attention of our, our treasurer over there. <laughs> I'll tell you, his folk art is just legendary. And we're going to talk about some of the things he's been into, but also some stuff coming up on HBO and streaming oh, nice. and so on. So I, I've, uh, the Dowdles are incredibly talented and legendary in this state. And let's see, what else have we got? Oh, uh, the uh, new revamped version of Telephone Torture. We're going to see... You're not going to do your old classic... Well, I... It's here. This is the place you always wind up. I know. I always figured that, you know, before, before the end... You know, well, it would be make it sound. It ominous. would be out in the rotunda. Can you imagine the great big, you know, announcer? You know, we'll voice. Put your big boy pants on. Let's go do it. Well, you've already sicked the highway patrol downstairs. Oh, on I me. just made him aware. Yeah, aware that, that there might noises. be an atrocity committed within the Capitol. Uh huh. I know you. So anyway, that's a rundown of the movie show sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Service. And as we have already mentioned, it's so much fun to be up here at the Capitol. First of all, you know, Marlo, we were talking about this. There is something just amazing about this building. Oh, yeah. When when people come in from out of state and they see this building, they're just yep. amazed. I mean, they constantly say, what a beautiful capital we have. Yep. And it's it's absolutely true. You know, I, I've heard several governors over the years. I remember, remember particularly Governor Herbert talking about the pioneer aspect of this. I mean, this building 
was built on what Utah was going to become, not what it was back in 1911. Yeah. And this, it, it is amazing, this, this gorgeous building. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. Okay, and the biggest release of the week is this one, Dungeons and Dragons. Truth be told, we helped the wrong person steal the wrong thing. We didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known, but we're going to fix it. Well, how do we pull that off? Uh, figure it out over a drink? Probably best. <laughs> you know, I, I have to admit, I kind of went into this with a little, you know, fear and trepidation. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm not a gamer. I, I Dungeons and Dragons, I've certainly heard about it, you know, over and over and over and over. But I, I know nothing really about it, G- you know, general stuff. And when Chris Pine and Rodriguez and everybody, they're sitting up there and they're assuring me that this, th- first of all, thank you for coming to the to the movie. Oh, you, you had a preview thing. Oh. Thank you for seeing this on the big screen the way it was supposed to be seen. But And then I, I think it was Chris Pine, it wasn't Michelle Rodriguez, who said, you know, plus, even if you're not into gaming, even if you're not totally familiar and immersed in Dungeons and Dragons, you'll get this movie. And he was right. Yeah. He was right. I enjoyed this movie. I really did. I, I, I just kind of rolled with it. I had fun with it. It was big. It was loud. It was fun. It didn't leave you feeling like you're a total nerd, you know, not in a good way. You know, if, right, right. if you haven't, you know, if you're not getting and have been into the gaming and everything else, you, you could totally engage in this movie. And there was a lot of fun. You know, they walked a really fine line there. They they satisfied the geeks that played the game. Right, right. And they satisfied the people that have no idea what the game is. I loved Michelle Rodriguez. Wasn't I thought she, she was she put on ten pounds of muscle yeah. for her part. And you can tell she's physically fighting a lot of people and I thought that's the best role she's had so far. It really is. And, you know, when you think back to the Fast and Furious days and everything else, you know, kind of, you know. And, I mean, Don't even uh, Avatar. She was. Uh, Avatar and so on. But this movie had some real grit, and she was just taking names and kicking tail. And how about Hugh Grant coming oh, Hugh in? Hugh Grant. You know, he, he's he become is, this sort of. I, I mentioned a D. He has created a whole new franchise yeah. from kind of that sweet, good-looking, bumbling guy, you yeah. know, like in Notting Hill and yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral and so on and Nine Weeks. And, I mean, you can go on. It goes on and on and on, you know, two-week notice. Now we're seeing him as this kind of semi-slimy. Oh, yeah, he's oily, know, greasy. Cockney, but you, you can't really hate the guy. No. He's just one of those villains you love to to see on the screen, and he milks every line. He's wonderful. You kind of understand why he's so evil, you yeah. know, which is unusual. Yeah, you 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 kind of get on board with him. Yeah, I, I've got a story coming up in movie news about uh, one of Hugh Grant's movies, the one that he said he would like to never have made. Ooh, that's pretty funny. But 
yeah, no, this is fun. You'll have a good time. It's entertaining. It's not, you know, it's a popcorn movie all right. day long. Right, absolutely. I mean, we're, I'm talking three-star movie. Yeah, it's you a know. I mean, this me. isn't going to win Academy Awards and stuff unless special effects. So there you have it. And we need to now go to the person who actually knows what he's talking <laughs> about from the nerdery itself. And, of course, normally we turn to... DC is the factor, you know, for, I mean, Superman particularly with Don Brinkerhoff. But, okay, Don, we've got to get your opinion so our listeners can truly be enlightened. So, you know what, Doug? I have played Dungeons and Dragons since I was seven years old. Oh, that explains a lot. Wow. Um, <laughs> my, my son, who plays six games a month, so he plays a weekly game and then a biweekly game. Uh-huh. And... Here's the thing. You are absolutely right. This movie is wonderful if you've never played the game, but if you've played the game, you are going to love Dungeons & Dragons. There are, there are Easter egg drops throughout the entire movie. Um, one of them you hear about Mordekainen. Mordekainen is like the uber wizard in, in the Dungeons & Dragons universe from the very first edition, way back when I was a small one. Uh, Mordekainen's different spells. The, there's a there's a battle between two spells of Mordekainen's that has never been played in any game I've ever been in. Uh, the two oh. hands, I'll just say that. So Mordekainen hand spells. Uh, this is such a fun movie, and there are so many drops. I love that it starts with uh, Chris Pine's character giving his backstory, because that's yeah. the way every D&D campaign ever begins. Oh, that's cool. Mordekainen, huh? Yeah. Hmm. See, I didn't even catch. Did you catch well, that? Well, no. I, no. All our stuff is surfacy. He's down <laughs> into the We're depths. Just, he's down into the I'm depths. in the weeds. Yeah, Let you're, me tell you're, you, I was in the weeds as I watched this movie. But you were thrilled as well as we were. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and that's the magic, you know, because I know a lot of times where the nerdery is just in hog heaven, and I'm going, what did I just see? <laughs> this walks a real interesting fine line. So what's the grade? You know, and do it on the real scale, you know, one to four, which, you know, legitimate movie critics use. Right. So three and a half plus stars. Three and a half so plus. I gave, I gave Shazam three and a half. Yeah. I actually yeah. like this a little bit more than I like okay. Shazam. And that's, and that's my DC nerdery kind of getting, kind of getting hit with a baseball bat. Wow. See the, the legitimacy that the movie show just attained. Because we went to the fountainhead. And I'm glad he mentioned Shazam because no one's seeing it and they should. I know. I looked at the numbers for this past week. It's kind of pitiful. Hey, Don, thank you Thanks, so sir. much for the review and joining us. And, of course, he hangs out with the movie show more than he ever admits to in public. Uh, 931 here at KSL. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. The Movie Show. Spock, you haven't changed a bit. You're just as warm and sociable as ever. No, have you, Doctor? As your continued predilection for irrelevancy demonstrates. On KSL News Radio. Predilection of irrelevancy. That's a great choice. That's a fairly good description of the movie show. Huh? Well, that is accurate. And I'm not even targeting you. I know. It's just kind of a general. Warm and well, fuzzy. We've classed it up today. We, yeah, we have. Yeah, hanging out at the Capitol with the Utah State Treasurer, and oh my goodness, movie news. Are you ready, oh, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Movie news. Not just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news on the KSL Movie Show. You know, you mentioned that you're going to talk about a uh, movie that someone wishes they had not made, but <laughs> I'm going to talk about a, an actor that we love to talk about. And that's Nicolas Cage. 
Nicholas got it. There's Never just something. Never a movie he couldn't love. Yeah, but he was promoting Renfield, and he was in this interview, and they just asked him. A fan asked, uh, what's your favorite lesser-known performance out of your filmography? And he said, well, we have to go back to 1989. And he said, mm, there was a little cameo that I did that lasted all of about mm, a minute in a movie called Never on Tuesday. Have you ever seen that? No. I know. He goes, I don't recommend the entire film. but um, Just his part. It was a performance that I did. I didn't even get paid for it, but the agreement was with the director and whoever was financing the picture that if I do it, they would let me do whatever I wanted. So I kind of went crazy in the role, and I played a character who had a prosthetic nose, which was very long and pointed. This sounds like, you know, <laughs> like you. Roxanne or something. No. But he said, he said no, it, it was kind of a twisted Pinocchio that I played. And Renfield, by the way, lands in movie theaters on April 14th. Which, by the way, he, he stayed in character in the scene, you know, between scenes, and yeah. it was driving everybody nuts because he was like, oh, what do you want? I would like a sandwich, please. Anyway. I could uh, do my Renfield here if you'd like. No, I won't. Right. I won't. Well, the movie that we Hugh Grant regrets making, uh, fortunately, it came out the same year, the one you're talking about, and I'm fortunately nobody has seen this movie. Uh, it's called The Lady and the Highwayman. It was a swashbuckling, uh, this is his description, a swashbuckling tale of romance, betrayal, jealousy, mm. banditry, banditry, murder, and court intrigue set in the 1660s. I was so hoping when you give, gave the little teaser that it wasn't going to be one that I loved. I know. Like well, four weddings or something. I think safe. He yeah. goes, I was, says, I was meant to be sexy, but it was low budget. Ooh. I had a bad wig, a bad hat. <laughs> He says, I looked like Deputy Dog. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> he says, remember not fondly. He said, there's one scene where he stops a carriage and shouts in a high voice because when he gets tense, oh, yeah. his voice goes up, stand and deliver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, which, uh, by the way, this movie is actually on YouTube if you have YouTube. I may have to watch that and one And then five days. years later, he did Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, what a classic. Yeah. I watched a little you know, of that He was that standing the in the background. I was interviewing... Um, uh, McDowell, yeah, Andy McDowell, and they go. Well, we have the other uh, guy named Hugh. This Grant. guy, and you go. Oh, I don't care. I don't even know who he. I, yeah, didn't I know want who to he talk was. to Andy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Super Mario Brothers. This is a you know the nerdery is just so upset about the voice of Chris Pratt and so on. Pratt himself recently opened up about the role and the backlash, and he said, you know, I get why the why the Mario fan base is protective of the character, but quote. Go watch the movie, and then we can talk. I really think that once you see the movie, and in all honesty, I think you probably need to watch it twice. In all honesty, the answer, though, is that this is a passionate fan base. I understand that. I'm part of it. Go see the movie before you you know, basically nail me to the wall. Well, that makes perfect sense. Margot Robbie's parents had high aspirations for their daughter out of high school, and it was for her to go and study the law and become a lawyer. Well, that didn't happen. Well, she did for a while. Uh, and then she said, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and it was after she saw a certain movie that she decided acting was going to be her thing. What was the movie? You're not going to believe it. What? And Stone's going to love this. What? Freaking George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. <laughs> Brandon Fraser's George That's where of the he, Jungle. He bounced into rubber trees, by the way. She says, I wish it had been like, you know, uh, Rasha Shaman or right. something really. Something you know. really cerebral. Yeah. Okay. But she says, don't ask me why, but I loved that film. Okay. Chris Pine 
is saying, you know, I love Dungeons and Dragons because it is the escape the people need. He said, you see exactly what cinema should do in this movie. And, you know, why not have something that is big budget in the movie theater to just make us feel better? He said, there's a lot of the swashbuckler to the guy that I play in this. He said, I'm an 80s baby, so this is like Goonies' never-ending story, a bit of Indiana Jones, and maybe even a bit of Pirates, fast-forwarding out of the 80s a little bit. He said, but, you know, and then he fessed up. He said, you know, I don't do any stunts in this movie at all. I have no action at all. All I do is run away from stuff. And he said, while people were doing the real hard stuff, I was caught up in, you know, catching up on Netflix and walking the beach. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he didn't even learn to play the lute? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe because he didn't have to run and do anything hard there. You oh, know, that's true. Just, you know. Riding a horse. And-, and who knows if you're playing the lute right or not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> we don't have a clue on a lot of stuff here, Steve. All right. That does it for our movie news. Yeah. Here at KSL News Radio. Okay, here we are at the top of the hour on the movie show. We have a lot to come, including we're going to talk about something special coming to West Valley. And it's the old classic movie, the silent movie, The Phantom of the Opera. And for people who have never seen that... Oh, my man, Lon Chaney Jr. is absolutely amazing in that. And the score and the way it'll be presented, we're going to talk with uh, the conductor of the West Valley Symphony, Donnie Gilbert. That is coming up here on The Movie Show. The Movie Show. You probably think this world is a dream come true, but you're wrong. On KSL News Radio. Okay, The Movie Show here at KSL News Radio is coming to you from the Utah State Capitol. We're hanging out with the treasurer of the great state of Utah, and hopefully you've seen some of the billboards, you've seen some of the the uh, outreach that has been going on in the media to uh, become reacquainted with your money. We're going to talk more with our state treasurer, Marlo Oaks, in the course of the movie show today. Uh, we had Donnie Gilbert on the line. I'm not sure if we have reconnected on that. So, Steve, let's... Yeah, we're working on that right now to talk yeah. about what they're going to be doing out at the uh, Cultural Center in West Valley. So let's talk about a little movie here. Uh, how about if we just give a heads up on His Only Son? You weren't able to see that, but what do we know about that? Well, it's the story of Abraham, obviously, and right. uh, it's, uh, you know, the Lord asking him to, to sacrifice his son. And so I hear it's actually pretty good. I have not had a chance to see it. I was going to go late last night after the... Um, air movie but i wasn't able to so um from what i hear it's very powerful it's selling quite well and so i but i don't know much about it okay and and where will it be showing Uh, it's in the megaplex theaters and and actually wider than that i believe uh in some of the other theaters as well okay uh and let's uh again until we reestablish our contact with uh, donna gilbert uh, to talk about the screening of the silent movie with a custom score performed by the symphony out there in sure. West Valley. Let's talk about another movie. Maybe we can get a little sound on this one. Should we do Tetris? Oh, yes. You've intrigued me with tr- oh, Tetris. Okay, a little sound from Tetris. The most powerful man in Communist Party is watching you and your family. Do you know where your husband is? What is going on? The world is changing, and Soviet Union will not be left behind. You want to play with the big boys? This is how the world works. Where is my money? This is insane. We can't protect you. This is all about the game Tetris. Yeah, but not... It's about acquiring the game yes. Tetris. <laughs> so you're going to see some people playing it, and 
So that's, you know, the blocks that move down and all that. You know, that's the one game. I, I really used to enjoy playing that when my kids you know, had their little Game Boys and stuff like yeah. that. I really enjoyed Tetris. Well, wait till you go back to 1988 in this movie. It is so unbelievably. I actually looked it up afterwards because I'm always nervous when I see a movie that has this much intrigue right. and stuff in it. And it is accurate, except there's a car chase scene towards the end of the film that they added to give it a little bit more. Well, let me ask the dumb question. Yeah. Who developed I should know this if I was really in the nerdery, but I mean, was it something the Soviets developed and we were trying to acquire? Yep. It was a guy named Alexei, Alexis, Alexei. Uh, Anyway, he's still around. I saw a thing on him last night. It's really interesting. He developed it, but of course, this was in the Soviet Union. Right. And you couldn't own anything, so the government realized that he had something worth something. So they did all the negotiating. <laughs> Alexei didn't get squadoosh really? out of this. Yeah. I mean, years later, it, it worked out. But So there's this guy named Hank Rogers. He was a kind of a game de- not very good one, but a game developer, more of an entrepreneur. Uh, he was from the Netherlands, but he lived in the States. Married a, a woman from Japan, so he lived in Japan, and he was working with some of the Japanese uh, companies trying to get licensing rights to these games. Well, he was at a, a convention, a little fair, and he was trying to sell a game, and nobody was coming up to it. And he noticed all these people were over this. In fact, the woman that was supposed to be working with him on the booth, she was over there playing Tetris. Wow. And so he goes, oh, my gosh, I've got to figure out if I can get the rights to this. So he starts doing research. He finds a guy that says he has the rights to it, but does he really? (laughs) And then a super rich guy named Robert Maxwell and his idiot son, Kevin, uh, they, oh, we have the rights. You can't do this. He's got on a plane, went over there and said, what's the deal? He didn't even know the name of the building. He said, I'm here in Moscow, but everything is owned by the Communist Party. So, he finally figured out where he, he was, where are they tell the licensing for games? Oh, it's over in this place. And it's this obscure building out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And he starts negotiating with this guy. He says, no, no, we've already. He goes, no, I don't think you do. In fact, if you look at the wording on your contract, he doesn't have the rights. And they go into like the Game Boy, the, the handheld devices yeah. versus computers or versus, you know, the machines or whatever you call them, the, the game things anyway <laughs> video rights things. and he went in there and just <laughs> swinging away and they realized that even though this guy was kind of an idiot he was an honest idiot oh wow and so all these big companies that were trying to smoke the russians they're like and then i think we want to deal with hank oh. but they're like no hank's an idiot we don't do any business with him you know he will screw you over he won't know what he's doing and so it's all about they're, they're Russians with their little hands out, you know, trying to get a little piece of the pie. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's supposed to be for the, you know, the fa- motherland. The good of the, the motherland and, there, yeah. Yeah, and it is so intriguing. And it actually, one guy, it's all for, if you work in that, bi- in that building, your job is to make sure that the, Russia gets its money's worth. Okay. So when one guy's offering a million and then 20% of the back end, you know, they're... They're going from room to room negotiating with Hank and this Robert <laughs> Maxwell and this other guy. So how much did Mother Russia make off this? Well, uh, they did pretty well. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, especially when uh, Nintendo stepped ah. up. And that's where Hank finally, he says, I can get you the rights to Tetris if you go with me with your checkbooks. I think we can make this happen. It's really, really good. 
And it's uh, Taron Edgerton, yeah. the Rocket Man, you know, yeah. that, that kid. He's playing the lead, even though the guy had a mustache. He said, I had to put a fake one on because I couldn't grow one. Um, <laughs> it, it's The only problem is it's not a problem, but it's on Apple TV+. Plus. That's okay. the only place you're going to see That's it. That's it. Tetris. And it is unbelievably. I just sat there like, you got to be kidding me. Okay. And it's absolutely accurate, except for the car chase at the end. So, okay, so only streaming. Uh, yeah, only streaming, B+, plus all day long. Wow. Tetris, I don't. I never played the game, to be honest. I did. I know what it is, but I never played yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was not a gamer, and you know, very few of them really caught my attention, but there's something about Tetris that I really enjoyed. Well, wait till you see this film. It'll blow your mind. Okay, all right. And again, streaming where? Uh, Apple TV+. Plus. Apple TV+. Plus. All right. And it is, by the way, it's rated R for some language. Uh, but is it in Russian? Uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. Does this thing have any subtitles, Stephen? Oh, there are some subtitles, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's- the Movie Show. <laughs> it's a fake laugh. It's real. On KSL News Radio. <laughs> it's always. <laughs> All of the chortling you're hearing is that we are trying so hard to reconnect with Donnie Gilbert and his coconuts on, aren't working. I think it's on our end, but you know, well, with Gustavo there, of course, it's on <gasps> our end. Ooh, Ooh, I just bit the hand that feeds us oh, on that one. I'll never, I'll never hear the end of that one. If all of a sudden, you know, if somebody pulls the plug and the movie show just goes out into the ozone, it's Gustavo. Yeah. Okay, Stephen, we need to talk about a movie. Yeah. So. Oh, I, hey, we, oh. okay, okay well, but let's let's hold Donnie because I, I want to spend. Well, no, this 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 will be good. This will be good. Donnie Gilbert is on the line with us, and Donnie, thank you so much for joining us here at KSL. You've got to tell us about. Well, first of all, the West Valley Symphony. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the legacy of this musical organization. Wow, that's uh, that's going back almost thirty years. Uh, really, it was. Uh, yeah, it's, it was started by um, uh, Steve Baker, who was a, a, a philanthropist out in uh, West Valley for years and years. And him and his son decided, hey, they needed a performance organization out there. And they uh, uh, contacted uh, my conducting teacher, no less, uh, Robert Lentz. He used yeah. to play symphony with the uh, Utah Symphony back in the Abravanel days to come be their first maestro. That was oh, wow. ninety, ninety one, something like that. So uh yeah. Hence, you know, almost thirty years later, you know, that here we really are cool. and uh, going strong. I'll tell you your cultural center out there too is just Amazing, and when I caught wind of this, that uh, there was going to be a performance of the classic silent movie, and almost everybody, even if you've never seen the movie, almost everybody has seen some of the clips. There's that frightening scene where Christine is up behind, you know, the Phantom, and he's playing the organ and rips his his mask off, which is a kind of a unique mask in in the movie. And Lon yeah. Chaney Jr. turns around, and it was said back in the day. That it's so terrified audiences. I mean, people just absolutely freaked out. You are going to show this movie and give give us the lowdown. When when are you going to show it? And give us the hows, whys, what, wheres, and fours. Well, we're going to show it on uh, April fifteenth at the uh, Cultural Celebration Center. So we'll have the uh, the symphony set up, and we'll have the uh, uh, movie playing in the background, and I will be conducting. Uh, the music that I wrote to to the movie, so it it'll it'll be a heck of a tightrope walk. 
Boy, no kidding. I mean, let's talk about that. You know, can, we, we've seen some of the movies done. Utah Symphony has uh, has done some to, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and things like that. You are going to be doing this to a silent movie, and that's kind of a whole different animal. Oh, it's it's you can compare it to what the Utah Symphony does, but the thing about their scores and the movies that they they play to is that there's pauses in the movie. Right, so if right. there's in the movie, if there's parts where there doesn't need music, well, they're not playing, so they have a chance to rest. No, this is 45 minutes. I've, I've actually divided the movie uh, roughly in half, so it's 40 minutes for the first half and roughly 40 minutes for the second half with a uh, intermission, but it is solid, solid music. There's wow, no that... pauses or anything in there, and that, that makes it really interesting. I'm curious where you, you know, many of the, we, we forget this now, our great-grandparents knew this, but there would be either a, a Wurlitzer or in a smaller theater, there would be a piano, and often there was an accompaniment. And are, are we catching any of kind of the, the recollection and the tradition of that in your score? Probably not. This is a, I would say it's a modern score because oh, it's, wow. When, the, when this movie is very dark and it, it, yeah. it's full or, full orchestral, and so to to kind of harken back to the days where you know somebody would play piano to it, they would have like a book, yeah, and say, okay, when the when the bad guy comes on, play this theme, or when it's <laughs> comedy, play this thing. So yeah, I kind of had a general general music about every every movie you've seen, but this one is it's tailor made for. For the uh, the film itself, so there there are bits and pieces that you know it's when you and when you have certain actions and things, I've I've tailored the music to hit those actions specifically, like that that part where you're saying where she pulls his mask off. Well, that's that's a big moment, and so I uh, hopefully I've written something that's apropos of what happens there. I what what a great great thing to do, and you know so few of our classic silent movies even exist the percentage of those that just got lost or you know on that old nitrate film just you know turned into mm-hmm. to powder yeah. it is so sad sad but to have somebody like yourself who is making it such a special event in your organization making it a special event with this custom score what a great, great thing. Boy, congratulations, Donnie. And I know my friend Sterling Paulson is also involved with things out there. And, you know, he's he's been a, a dear friend of mine for a long, long time. I I would be there, but as, as you already know, I cannot be there that night, or I would have loved to have introduced that uh, movie and so on. I hope you're going to do more of these in the future. Oh, that's that's the plan. I already have a uh, uh, an idea of another one that I want to do with uh... – Douglas Fairbanks Sr., going back to the old 1920s. And, yeah, then there would be a great score to come out of one of his classic, classic movies. So that would be a lot of fun to do. This is such a wonderful opportunity. It's amazing how many people, you mentioned silent movie to them, and they just kind of recoil, unfortunately, because (laughs) this is how it all started. This was the beginning. And the the artistry in it is absolutely mesmerizing. And to have something like this as a special event where you can watch one of these movies, you know, the way it was intended to be seen on a great screen, but something that our great-great-grandparents had never even dreamed of, of having a custom score with an orchestra. What a great thing you're doing. How can people get their tickets? 
There, there are no tickets. It's a free performance at the uh, Utah Cultural Celebration Center. And uh, just walk in. Hopefully we have, have seats enough for everybody because, uh, you know, with this going out with you, and I appreciate the opportunity you're giving me to do this, I think this will be a uh, – uh, it'll, it'll draw the crowds, I hope. And we have limited space. So maybe what this will do is uh, actually let us uh, do another performance at a later date, which is uh, – would uh, uh, really make everybody excited. Boy, I, I, I hope so, Donnie. I wish you the very, very best. And had I not had another engagement that night that I couldn't get out of, I just really appreciate that you're doing this. And, and I hope there's another one where I can participate. So give my best to everybody in the orchestra. Uh, my best to you. Th- say hi to Sterling for me. And good luck with this performance on April 15th. April 15th. And thank you so much, Doug. I appreciate the opportunity. Wish you could be there. Oh, I wish I could too. I really, really do. All right. Hey, Stephen, before we talk with Eric Dowdle coming up in just a moment, I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Uh, What's one of the little movies we could talk about here? Uh, I absolutely loved Rye Lane. Okay, Rye Lane. Here we go. Let's get a little sound. I'm going to meet my ex for the first time since the breakup. And you're still calling it the breakup. I thought we were fine. We were better than fun. We moved in together. We had Hamilton together. It's a serious commitment. Right? So what happened? She cheated on me with my best friend. You cheated on Tom? With him? Oh, that hurts a little bit. I mean, I get it. The arms are nice, but what did she even talk about? Are you just going to sit there and say that to me? Well, she said my arms are nice. Well, this sounds quirky. <laughs> well, it's it's British, obviously. Uh, yeah. And it, it's one of those meet-cute movies that, like, at first I'm like, okay. So this guy gets cheated on by his girlfriend with his best friend. I'm like, okay, we've seen that before. But then he meets this girl at a at an, a gallery, and she is just quirky as all get out. And he says, oh, I'm actually going to – oh, the first thing, he's crying in a bathroom stall. Yeah. And it's one of those, uh, you know, unisex bathrooms. So she's in another stall, and she goes, are you okay in there? And he goes – Yes. And she happens to notice that he's got pink shoes, you know. Okay. And she sees him later in the gallery, and she goes, oh, are are you okay? And she goes, how do you know? And he goes, well, your shoes kind of gave you away. And they start this conversation, and he's on his way to meet his old girlfriend and the guy, his former best friend. And so she just all of a sudden just pops in, too. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, honey, knowing that he needed some backup. Right, right. And she is so cool and so cute. And it just is such a sweetheart of a movie. Uh, I... The more I watched this, the more I fell in love with these two and the people around them. It's just so refreshing to see a sweet little movie like this. Rye Lane, uh, again, though, this one is only on Hulu. Okay, uh, but it's a searchlight film. It is rated R for some language, um, but it's just—it's one of the best meet cute movies I've seen in a while. Isn't that funny how that term has come into vogue? You know, ever since the holiday. Yeah, somebody told me know. that a few months, maybe a year ago, and I'm like, "What is that?" Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know what it was. Yeah, the the concept. This great old Hollywood writer who's once—you know—they want to honor him at an event, and he meets uh, the Kate, not Kate Blanchett. Uh, who am I trying to think of? Titanic. Oh, oh Winslet. Yeah, Winslet, Kate Winslet. And he talks about the meat cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just how you have a couple meet in a cute way in a movie. To have that story that you can right. tell later on. Right. What's your meat cute story? That's that. That's what Rye Lane is all about. I have about. a great meet cute story. You do? With the, I know you do. Where I blurted out that I was the most eligible bachelor in Utah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you hit her with your car. No, that wasn't that meat cute. Okay, never mind. 
Okay, that just went dark. It's uh, 1047. <laughs> I've got to meet her. Okay, but I'm bummed. Uh, let's take a brief break. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk with artist Eric Dowdle here on The Movie Show. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. Yeah, Steve, you made uh, uh, you can make a cardboard box. Ooh, sound delicious. There you go. There you you go. like that? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's Eric Dowdle. You know, yeah. saying paying you a compliment. He obviously doesn't know you. Well, he'll get to he'll understand. yeah. He'll well, he'll. I'm, sit, I'm listening to that, and I'm like, I'm gonna go eat that now. Yeah. <laughs> he'll begin to understand eventually, though. Eric, I'm such a fan of yours, and so on. But what's what's happening in your life that is new right now? The folk art business. Well, Steve, I was hoping this would be our cute meet or meet cute uh, moment, well, but, well we could arrange that yeah but uh, i guess not would you call the highway patrol and get them up here and we'll we'll help make that happen oh so much i mean you in in the world of art it's about promotion it's about making noise and I, yeah. you know last time we talked it was about a museum yeah now we've got a television show debuting this weekend on uh, on magnolia network and it's a lot of fun it, our first episode was the wild wild west uh, the one that's going to debut this Saturday is Anchorage, Alaska, and Kona, Hawaii. We just want to let people know about it. See, he's wow. done this stuff, but he's yet to do Eureka, Utah. I know it's you know Firth, Idaho, Eureka. I mean, they're right there. Uh huh. You know what? And the small towns are the best. You know that they are the best because they don't like their town. They love it. They love it yeah. to the point where you know it's sacred. You don't use it and say it with uh, you know flip, any flippancy. Yeah, we don't love our town. We. Like, like a Ruth Christie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, we got to talk about how do, you know your your artistic abilities have been you know displayed in so many different arenas. How do you get into kind of the television business? Television. Well, that's a great question because you know I'm not sitting there painting and going I gotta I gotta get out there and get my face known. But when I was telling stories at the events or in person yeah. with people because I meet great people and then I put them in my paintings and I'm like, oh, this guy here when I was in uh, Chicago, he was so much fun. He did this. He did that. And people are like, yeah, that's nice. And then off they go. And um, I was sitting in my studio and I'm going, how can I do And I actually just drove down to BYU TV and yeah. knocked on their door and I'm like, I have this idea. And I, I shared it with them and they like pat me on my head and they're like, good yeah. luck with your hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. And sent me on my way. Good but, talking to you. Yeah, Art. yeah. We shot an awful pilot in Cancun, and uh, I don't know how they were able to find something good out of that, but they did. They did. And uh, before we knew it, we were on Amazon, PBS, and 10 years later from that day, uh, now we're debuting finally on a major network. That is so a- cool. HBO Max and Discovery Plus streaming. And, but I really just want people to see the people and yeah. the city. And, and and have that story come together in a painting. I, I was going to say, you know, kind of how is it basically formatted? Do you kind of trot around and get them to know the city, and then it kind of folds into your artwork? Yeah, that's a great question, because um, you'd think we'd go there with a preconceived idea. And we have thoughts of what the, like Alaska, we're going, all right, it's big, it's all this. But before we knew it, we're like, wow, the people and the animals really work together in that state and and really it's the only state you go to where you're like we're going to see the animals um and that's part of it but it's not odd or different for somebody to go out their back door and see a moose well as this story's unfolding in front of us well the painting starts to happen and uh we just let it come to us it's very organic and this is what i love about chip and joanna Gaines and the magnolia network they're really authentic yeah they want the art story to be told 
and they want me to be myself, which is scary. Let's just, let's just be honest. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you can and, always uh, edit. Yeah, 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 thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah, 30 okay. hours to get a half an hour. I don't need to explain. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, uh, it really is about letting the story come to us. What's the show called? Cool. Uh, the new one is called The Peacemaker. Oh, the piece. And uh, yeah, P I E for puzzle pieces. Uh, they really with the yeah. puzzles are having a moment because of COVID. Um, not P E A because uh, that'll get you John Cena. Plus, I grew up in a family of twelve, and there's never been peace in our home. So, yeah. ooh, there we go. Yeah. And you obviously haven't seen the Peacemaker. Your your hair will be white. <laughs> that's right. That's a rough show. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want people to get confused with. We're a, we're a playful dance through a city, teaching art and showing people how fun a place is. Yeah, we're not too dark. When this all started so many years ago and people were starting to become a little familiar with some of the unique things you did with the artistic depictment of, of various things, but especially, you know, it, didn't some of it start with Salt Lake City commissioning some things oh, yeah. for you to do? And I remember those pieces so unique and how things are just kind of textured in and all the things you love about Salt Lake, they're there. Yeah, it's actually come full circle because I think that's about the time I met you. Yeah. Um, Utah's sesquicentennial back in 96. I, I chose, you know, 10 paintings of Utah. I did it for a for a client, and then I went back to Washington and really just – and folk art was kind of new to me at that point. You know, I was into realism, so this folk realism kind of emerged at that time. From there, I just painted all over the world, and now with uh, with America's 250th birthday coming up, I have this plan and this program for all the cities to participate, but we're starting in Utah. So now I'm painting Utah cities all over again. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Did you ever dream it would grow into what it has grown no, into? You're, just, you're running from a debt. You're, you're <laughs> like, right. got to pay the bills. And, and before you know it, you're like, oh, this happened. It really is kind of like that. I mean, you're just trying to think of ideas, how to to make ends meet. And, and really, a lot of it was just to pay the debt. And before you know it, you know, your 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 uh, kids are going, Dad. I'm tired of going into public and people talking about you. you know? <laughs> so. It is so cool. It's been so much fun to watch your career. And you know, I was I was telling you off the air. You know, people in in my my wife and my daughter-in-law in particular, and our relatives back in Trenton, Missouri, they just love you know doing puzzles. And when we whenever we send them one of yours, that is a hit. It, it is oh, every, every time. Now, a little advice for you. When you finally get around to, to the amazing depiction of Eureka and the puzzle that will emerge. Eureka's, and the thousands of people that will want it. I thought you were going to say thousands of pieces. We limit ourselves, <laughs> you know, on puzzles. to a th- But, yeah, as you're looking at a way, how can I work Doug Wright into this picture? I think it's not a matter of working Doug Wright. It's how many Doug Wrights can you find in the paint? It's like a where's a wall. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there, there's something known as a Tommy knocker. And it's not the little cutesy one that Park City talks about. Right. A Tommy knocker is a nasty little, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a ghost. It, it hides in the earthen walls of the mines and it warns the Cornish miners when they're going to die if they don't get out of that part of the mine. This is not that little cherubic. Yeah, this sounds really playful for yeah, folks. Yeah. This is really good. It's not a Grandma, lawn, I love it. It's not a lawn gnome. <laughs> like you here you right. know so in the opening of the mine shaft there can be this little cherubic cute looking tommy knocker and that, that can be me okay 
Yeah, um, we could do that, but then we'd hide you in several <laughs> other, other places. And of course, uh, that, that little corner of the mine would blow up, and all you'd see is the explosion. Yeah, uh, notice Doug Wright's going to be the warning for bad things. <laughs> that's right, so. to come. Eric, uh, it's so good to have you here. Let's remind everybody again how they can see this. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, it's on the Magnolia Network. Okay. It debuts this Saturday at 7 o'clock. That's the Anchorage show, and then at 7.30 is followed up with Kona, uh, Hawaii. And then it, uh, live streaming on Discovery Plus and HBO Max. That is so cool. That is great. Yeah. And what are you anticipating? I mean, is this going to be, you know, a lot of uh, Yeah, we're getting series? ready for season two. Uh, we have eight in this uh, season. We have San Francisco, New York, the Outer Banks, Miami, um, New Orleans, uh, some fun places. And then we'll see what season two turns out. Oh, that is so cool. Eric, so good to have you okay. here Thank on the you, movie Doug. show. It's always good to see you. I hope your reputation survives hanging out with me. Uh, it'll take a hit, but I'm, I'm, it's worth it. And You're... hanging out with Steve is just Steve, <laughs> I think we did have our moment. It was a meet well, cute. Yeah, it was. What's going to happen is your kids are going to talk about you being on the show with Doug, and then they're going to then you're... It really will. I mean, you know how it is. They don't care until you meet somebody cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. The movie show. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. On KSL News Radio. That was so much fun to talk with uh, oh, Eric yeah. Dowdle. Yeah, we're we're on, Steve. And I did not know who he was until you until you saw the, the puzzle. puzzle. You know, uh, and no. Now the, I know exactly. What, a, what an incredible talent! He really is a treasure here in the state. And you I think you've of moved that puzzle about as far yeah, away. Yeah, uh, well, as is it within arm reach of your little meat hooks there? You know. Well, I can get my T Rex hands out and yeah, your little tiny tiny hands and yeah, <laughs> Eric Dowdle, amazing. Yeah, so much fun. Well, I'm going to pick me up one on the way home. Going to buy yourself a puzzle, huh? Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. We need to talk yet another movie. Dee is not going to be able to uh, join us today. Okay. So let's, you know, I, I want to do the uh, the uh, Adam Sandler uh, movie with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. 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 Here we go. Now it's time for Blue. The Maharaja. This is a distraction. From what? From the escape. The Maharaja's been kidnapped. And all of you are suspects. We're not going to be invited anywhere ever again. You know, the funny thing is, when we were chatting prior to going on the air, I said, there's really good Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff like Spanglish that is a little off, you know, and, yeah. and things that are, I mean, really, really excellent. Things that are just fun and entertaining. Then there's like Little Nicky uh. and oh, stuff that is just Jack and what was it called? Jack, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, probably the worst. Where he plays himself. Oh, male and like female, and I'm double just whammy. oh terrible. And then there, in the eye. there are kind of those that kind of float in the middle. Well, and the, that's where this movie is. Well, yeah, Uncut Gems was pretty good. Yeah, um, last yeah. year's movie where he was uh, the coach for the basketball team. Oh yeah, and you know, yeah, and and even even the really goofy stuff that you see, Waterboy. You know, Waterboy yeah. had a sweetness oh, about yeah, it, and so on. So I mean, I really like Adam Sandler, and this one is just kind of right in that mi- middle. And you know, I, I I like the relationship between Aniston and Sandler. You yeah. can tell they like each other, yeah. and it's not like sparking, you know, chemistry or anything. No, they're just really good friends like friends and you can tell that that they're friends and and the goofiness is there but it's it's not kind of so weird and almost creepy goofiness that we've seen in some of his movies and this one 
is all about this uh, this and and I'm I'm not really clear kind of on the relationship but obviously they know this maharaja and you know he's filthy rich and he's invited them to the wedding all expenses paid yeah. I mean they're flying on helicopters they are you know I mean they're getting the royal treatment they fancy themselves he's an ex cop and you know so on they they're becoming kind of just low budget detectives yeah. but they obviously have, have helped this guy in the past and there's a relationship so anyway they go I think to this, he was in the first movie by the way and, and see I can't even remember the first movie but they go to this exotic location and it's a whodunit and it's almost a little rip off on the old Agatha Christie things sure. and they actually pay homage to it in a couple of things but you know who's 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 the bad guy and oh wow it's it's just fun to watch it's goofy it's stupid but it's entertaining and it's just kind of one of those things that sometimes you go to a movie for just for a little escape and a good laugh well the thing that works for these movies is if you like adam sandler and if you like jennifer aniston then you're going to probably enjoy this film it's just silly goofy nothing i mean jennifer aniston's hanging from the eiffel tower flying around <laughs> crazy and mark and strong's all, a, in it mark strong is is a favorite kind of nobody knows who he really is actor yeah you know but you recognize him you'll know him immediately and oh my goodness he, he plays an interesting thing but the pratt falls and the whipping around you know and then the, oh there there's there's a demise by helicopter that is not woo, but it's well, not at least they graphic. cut away yeah it's not graphic but oh, you know. Yeah. So anyway, what what the heck? If you're looking for something just kind of fun, mindless, you like Adam Sandler, you like Jennifer Aniston, you like kind of goofy pratfall movies. I think you'll like this. Yeah, I give it a B minus. Yeah, just, yeah, that's where I am. You know, right in that two and a half, three minus. You know, category. Yeah. All right, and again, it is called Murder Mystery Two in general release. Uh, no, uh, that one is in... Oh, that's on Netflix. It is Netflix. It's only Netflix, yeah. of course. That's how I watched it. The world-famous KSL Movie Show on KSL News Radio. Was that a look of that skepticism? Dubiousness. World-famous. No, that's uh-huh. not even a thing. Oh, it's a thing. It is. It's a thing. Somehow I got tied up here. <laughs> trying to turn. The, I can't even turn the pages on the script. You know, the movie show has a big script. You can tell. It's practically like a Gutenberg Bible. Oh, it is. You know, we work on this, oh, what, three, four minutes every week. Thus saith the duck. Thus saith the duck. You know, okay. I want to do streaming news. That's what I'm trying to oh, get yeah, to. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for streaming, not screaming, streaming news. Planning on a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. Okay. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. What do you think of when you think of Paramount Plus? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Taylor Sheridan, right? You think of Taylor Sheridan, you think of the Star Trek universes. But they're trying to expand. Step into my Star Trek world. They're okay. trying to expand the horizons, Stephen. So now they're How going. Many of these, if you watch, they're actually. going for the original. Yeah. I've seen a lot of them. Eh. What do you mean? Eh. What are you doing? No, go ahead. You've been in the Ted Lasso universe no, I, here. I'm, I'm, uh, okay, 
Greece Rise of the Pink Ladies is what they're working on. And this is not this is going to be pre Danny, you know, this is, is not Star Trek. This <laughs> This is going to be Rydell High, how it looked before in Sandy and Danny's romance no, swept us into everything. So it's going Greece? It's going to pre Greece 1954 as a matter of fact. It uh, opens with the fall with the fall 1954 semester as it gets underway the pink ladies will be remember them oh, you know, yeah, the, yeah yeah the pink ladies Stucker Channing oh yeah the whole gaggle they're going to be zeroing in on a quartet of girls that are stung by the patriarchal in other words guy universe mm. And the nature of Rydell High School. So I don't know. And I have to admit, I'm a little dubious on this. Yeah, especially after I saw Grease 2. But, oh, Grease 2 was a terrible movie. Grease 1 was so cool. So who knows what they're going to do. But the first two episodes of Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, uh, began streaming on Paramount+. Plus on uh, It will begin on April 6th. The remaining episodes will be released Weekly, Steve. So I'm I'm expecting you'll be binging that. Mm, maybe we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh, you mentioned Star Trek, so I'll just bring it up. Of course, you will. Star Trek: A Strange New World, the best new series out of Star Trek ever, is coming back for six, season ever. two on June fifteenth. Wow! Now, in the meantime, yes, we've had this is the third season of Picard, and until this season, they haven't brought all the next generation people back. Yeah, but they have now. And, of course, Andy Farnsworth, he's like my streaming drug dealer. I know. He is amazing. And, he, like, and by the way, a big thanks to Andy for uh, stepping in yeah. last week. Oh, you're, yeah, you're going to be You're going to be hearing more from this guy. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so season three is Picard with Data and Worf really? and Commander Riker, and who's now a captain. I mean, Beverly is back. I mean, everybody is back. Uh, Jordy. Jordy's back. I mean, they're all in there. And I'm like, what? And it's actually, so I had to catch up because the first six episodes have already back? been. Well, that's from the other, that's the original Star Trek. Yeah, but, you know, He's, can't we have a, you know. He did. From, he did. <laughs> he did. But never, you're never dead in that universe. We well, thought Spock was dead. Are, but here's the problem. What are you talking here's about? Here's the mixed bag with this Picard. I'm yeah? going to ignore you. Yeah, you are. Picard season three. The guys, I mean, they're twenty, you know, five years older than they were. So they got ancient, is what you're saying? They're, yeah, and it kind of makes me sad. But yeah. the music from that next generation, if the closing credits, I crank my stereo up. It's just magical. The closing credits <laughs> music, I'm telling you. Marlo so, and I are looking at each other like this boy is a real fan. So Picard season three, if you are a generate next generation okay. fan. You have to watch it because uh-huh. this is it. There's going to be no more Picards. Okay. This is kind of a weird thing, uh, but it, it should be really interesting. We all know what happened to uh, you know Jeremy Renner. And uh, on January 1st of the year, you know, hospitalized, run over by a snowplow, breaking more than 30 of his bones. And, you know, we heard it was to kind of save a nephew or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Right. And so now uh, ABC News shared the official trailer for Jeremy Renner, the Diane Sawyer interview, A Story of Terror, Survival, and Triumph. Now, Diane Sawyer is is known for her interviews, kind of, you know, what today's Barbara Walters kind of thing. Exactly. But the full-length interview will also debut on the Disney Plus streaming service on April 7th, following the premiere the previous night on ABC, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 
and the conversation uh, will include the nephew. So it, you know, for those of us who have kind of listened to this, and you go, well, I, I wonder what what what's the real skinny here? I mean, you know, what how's I mean, critical? I mean, how how bad oh, was, was this? Oh yeah, seriously messed up. I mean, thirty broken bones. Oh, it ran over him. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't care. You know how superhuman you are. You break thirty bones in a person's body. So anyway, uh, it'll it'll be interesting, and you know, so we'll have the chance to see Diane Sawyer with the interview, and then we'll have the chance to see it on Disney Plus. I don't know if she asked him this question, but somebody asked him. He said, "To save my nephew, I'd do it all again." Yeah. Oh yeah. And and you know, you think of of it's kind of that that human reflex. Especially with people you love, yeah, and does you know, no hesitation, d- no hesitation, you yeah. know, yeah, I okay, okay, unstable. This is a Netflix comedy series with Rob Lowe and his son John Owen Lowe. Really, and they're very funny. It's this. I think it's six episodes. They're only like twenty-five minutes, so it's a, a breezy binge. I watched it all yesterday yep. in like a you know three or four hour period. So unstable, very funny, very witty dialogue. Rob Lowe is very funny, and Night Agent. We talked about this last week, but Night Agent is one of those bingy little dudes. It's the kid that was in the. Uh, this is probably a bad example, but he was in uh, the Millers that Millers movie with Jennifer Aniston. He played the kid. Uh, oh. He was also in the Big C with uh, Laura Lenny. He was her son. He's grown up now, and he's now an agent who answers phones okay. at the White House when some agent's in trouble, and he ends up having to actually get more involved. Okay, it's a huge. It's Netflix number one series hit, and it's already been renewed, and it just came out last week. Okay, for a season two, so that's huge. There you have our streaming. Wait, news. One more, Lucky Hank. Lucky Hank. Started watching it last night. Okay. I'm a big Bob Odenkirk fan. Uh, AMC Plus has this new. He's an English professor who's always in trouble and you know chewing out his students. So far, I've only seen the first couple of episodes. It looks interesting, but I'll have more on Lucky Hank. Okay, Lucky Hank. The movie show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done on KSL News Radio. Okay, Stephen. Yeah. It is time. For a little telephone torture. The KSL Movie Show. (laughs) Telephone torture. Sounds very sophisticated, doesn't it? Yes, of course. Okay. We have options today. Behind door number one. Oh, uh, yeah. Our friends at the Megaplex Theaters. We have the LHM Megaplex Dungeons & Dragons. Honor Among Thieves, the prize package, two tickets to see the movie, one large popcorn, two large drinks, and free fan celebration event at the LHM Megaplex Theaters. At So you, you have to you know go to Valley Fair Mall, and it's at uh, it'll be Friday and Saturday, so you'll probably set it up for tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., games, activities, prizes, and more, and the exclusive movie swag package, the collector mug and collector items. But again, this is at Valley Fair, and it's your, your only shot will be tomorrow. Right. Or today, if you want to go out there and actually participate in it and, and buy the darn thing. But when it go. starts at 11, yeah. But, I mean, for the winner of the thing today. But today, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, but it's underway. Option two is the Family Four Pack of Megaplex 2023 Summer Movie Passes, available soon. And we'll be talking with Jeff the Whipple about uh, the movies that will be included. So 10 family-friendly movies for 10 weeks, and you'll get a Family Four Pack, and they're only $10 a pass. Yeah. You 
you know, so that's a great, great deal. deal. And by the way, you can check things out and find out what's uh, going on with that at megaplexstore.com. So, all right, now we're... Or you can choose the... Or uh, the other prizes, yeah. The traditional. Exactly, or the traditional, that's right. I didn't do door door number three. So... What we're going to do is today we're going to say... Oh, you love this. Name that movie. What is this, your Wink Martindale moment? Name that movie. So you'll hear sound from the movie. Is it black and white? Maybe. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go to our phone line and find out who our first victim is. And hi, who's this? Hello? See, when you do these, where they have to answer? I know. They actually have to think. Is that, that what you're saying? All of the saying? regulars, Vahe, we're, we're, Don, I know. All, all of the, the, the scammers who have 14,000 telephones. Donna. And, and they're running it through the NSA down in Bluffdale. Honest Tom. You know, in order to get to get on the movie show. So, yeah. So Maybe Tom would know these. No, yeah. He might. But you actually have to know something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> on the movie show, there goes our reputation. So, let's go to our phone line and hi, who's this? Don. How you do- Hey, how you doing? You talking to me? I'm talking to you. Oh, man. I'm the greatest Don in town, right? Because you keep talking about me. Well, the Don of the movie show. Don Factor. in your own mind, Don. The Don (laughs) Factor. So, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. We are going to go, and Gustavo knows kind of the code on this. We're going to take these in order, Gustavo. So, Don, you have just a few seconds here, and then we're going to send you into the ozone if you don't know the answer. To answer this, what movie does this scene come from? Somebody stop me. Uh-oh. Okay. Don, what's that movie? You got five seconds. You burned up three of them. Four. I don't don't know. Five. Don, you are a loser. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, I knew knew that. Okay, hit the button on him, Gustavo. Okay, now we go back to the phone line, and let's find out who this is. Hi. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hi there. Hi. Who's this? Brian. Brian. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I was ready for the first one. It was the mask, but uh, you know. Ooh, uh, see. Yeah, he knows but I his don't stuff. Know. Yeah, but you get a new one, bro. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Gustavo is going to push the button on selection number four. Here we go. All the gin joints and all the towns and all the world. She walks into mine. Okay. Name that movie. Well, that's, uh, oh, Bogart. Oh, what's the name of that show? Do, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, you were right on bogey, but, oh. but you didn't win. I can't think of the name of that dumb movie. Oh, well. It so was I'm a loser. Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah. Okay. Oh, don't you feel terrible? I do. <laughs> Don't you feel I, terrible? I no. do. I'm talking okay. to you, and I'm also a loser. I, ah, I know. Well, you, that's a double loser. So hit the button on him, Gustavo. Americans love a winner. 
and will not tolerate a loser. Okay. No, that was, that was a good shot. He got bogey on that one. but He was on it. He just right. couldn't remember. He was on it. But, okay, so let's go back to the phone line. Telephone Torture, sponsored by the Megaplex Theaters. And here we go with this will be, you know, I, I was going to say call number three, but it doesn't matter. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hi there. We have everybody calling, calling from Mars today on their satellite phone. Hi, who's this? This is Kirby. Kirby, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm peachy keen, as a matter of fact. Mostly keen, a little peachy. But are you ready yeah. to go for another soundbite from a world-famous movie? Yes. Okay, here we go. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> Does it yeah, sound I have like no it? idea. No idea. That was the rooftop scene from Die Hard. Oh. What? Oh. Okay. okay, but, you know, you you gave it the old college try, but, you know, you are. Why, why don't you just embrace it? What what are you? A loser. Of course you are, Gustavo. <laughs> Boom. Because losing suck. And absolutely. Now, ladies and gentlemen... Well, if you see bodies just strewn all over the place here. <laughs> we go back to our phone line, and hi, who's this? Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi, who's hi, this? Who's this? Um, it's Joshua. Joshua. Okay. Joshua, are you ready to be a big wiener here on the movie show? Maybe. Maybe. I will bet that you are going to get this one. Okay, here we go. Gustavo, hit the button. I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. It's right here. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spot, isn't he? I think he can hear you. Don't move. It won't hurt you. What do you think? Gustavo made these hard. That one's easy. I know, this one is easy. I mean, he may not be old enough to remember this movie. Okay. What's the name of the movie? I do not know. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, Gustavo, you have to hit the button on him. Le Zahir. Okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with another soundbite or two. Because I want to give this away because we had a special deal for this weekend. I know. Those were easy. I mean, Casablanca. No, the Die Hard one was terrible. He slimed me. Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I got that one. It was easy. Dress up for the party scene was mask. Got that one, too. I mean, the roof. Okay, Die the Hard was. One, that was tough. Die Hard. If you okay. said yippee Okay, Gustavo, I'm sure he's got a real easy one. The Movie Show. Spock, you haven't changed a bit. You're just as warm and sociable as ever. No, have you, Doctor? As your continued predilection for irrelevancy demonstrates on KSL News Radio. Okay, now we sort still of like this segment. We got yeah. Now this is going to be a great segment as soon as we refine it down. But All see, right. I give our listeners real credit. You know, this isn't like the old well, days you where you should back that off. Just dumb luck will have you win. You have to actually know a little bit about movies so here. Lower the so let's go back to the phone lines. And hi, who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, you're ready to go here. I am. I'm one, two, three times a loser. Here we go. Okay, here we go. All right. I saw him. I saw him. Saw what? Star Destroyer. Coming right at us. 
Oh, now, come Sounds on. like Harrison Ford in Star Wars. Star Wars. Literally said it in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you've got a choice. You've got three choices here on the movie show. And the first one is, of course, well, one of them is the traditional gift. You know, the tickets and the drinks and the popcorn. Right. And the other would be the four family pack of the summer movies for kids. It's a 10-pack you know, so ten movies, four packs of those yeah. that you can win, or it is the other spectacular prize that the has Dungeons to do with and Dungeons Dragons. and Dragons. And so, which one are you going to go for? Oh, now, that, I think that, I'll I think I'll go for the uh, ten pack of uh, of tickets. Ooh, for the summer movie. Nice choice for yeah. your kids. That is great. So congratulations. One little thing that you have to do, because we had quite a few kind of embarrassing losers today with obvious movies, but you were the big wieners. So how do we make those losers feel better about themselves? Well, and I'm included in that list because I was the, the Blanco, uh, <laughs> Casablanca oh, loser. The Casa, anyway. Casablanca. Yeah, I was, I was that loser. Are you but, Joshua? You know, this is Brian. So, oh, Brian. Um, yeah, so we're going to introduce uh, the, the patron saint of losers everywhere, uh, Frank Sinatra. All right, here we go. Here's Frank. Uh, not many songs out there that honor losers, but we found it, and here it is. Uh, don't we all feel better about our loser selves today? And a big thanks to the Megaplex Theaters. They are a great partner on this show. Okay. Now, Stephen, we got a movie to talk about. Uh, I'll see a couple of them, but real quick. See, uh, when I say we got a movie, you just go, well, no, Doug, you really screwed up. we got a couple. Well, let me just tell you what about. they are. A Thousand and One is a really good film. It was the Audience Award winner at Sundance. It's now playing in theaters, and it's a great little film. Which one is that? A Thousand and One. That's okay. That's at the Broadway. And then The Innis Men is a horror film uh, from Neon. Also, This one's at the Century 16. Uh, this one is just beyond weird. Um, <laughs> and this has the, involves the Cornish uh, uh, miners. Uh, in a little island in England, but it's just beyond weird. I gave it a C. It's not worth saying. So don't no Tommyknockers? No. Sorry. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, I'm just going to give a big thanks to Call Climate Services because they do sponsor the movie show Top Ten. John Wick is the number one movie in America right now. Boy, Shazam in its second week just crashed and burned. Uh, you know, like 9.3 million. Scream is the uh, number three movie. And then Creed, and then we have uh, 65. So that's the uh, top five. But thanks so much for being part of the movie show. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, best of luck. Hey, thank you. This is so cool. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.